Good afternoon. Why don't you Good please afternoon. stand and join us as we worship the Lord in song.
right. <laughs> Father God, you are joy. Uh, and as we just celebrate this Christmas season tonight, I just thank you for your son, Jesus, the greatest gift that we possibly could get. And my heart is joyful this morning or this evening, uh, Lord God. And I just thank you for all that you have given us. And as we sing to you and praise your name tonight and tomorrow, I just thank you and give thanks that you are the Prince of Peace and the Lord of Lord. We love you. Amen.
Good afternoon. Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. We are so thankful that you have taken time out of this Christmas season to join with us and our church family as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. We come to adore him. We praise him. We lift his name up. For he wasn't just a little baby born in a manger, but he came with a purpose to die for your sins and mine. And we just come to celebrate and thank him for that this afternoon. Um, on your way in, we tried to give a candle out to everyone. I think we might have run out. Um, if you don't have a candle, get your cell phone out at the appointed time. <laughs> Wave it up and join right in, okay? And then we had a, a gift bag for all the children. Did any of the children not get a gift bag? Anyone? Anybody? <laughs> we still have, we have one can. oh, we have three candles. Seven candles. If you uh, want a candle, there's a couple candles still there, and they'll bring them to you. All right. We're just thankful that you are here this, this afternoon, and we here at the Hyde Wesleyan Church uh, would love to have you come and join us for worship on a Sunday morning if you do not have a church home. I know many of you are here with family, and we're just glad that you are here. But I hope that you on Sunday morning will remember what Christmas is all about and find a church and worship the King of Kings there. Um, we're going to, uh, we've been uh, having scripture readings for the Advent candle. And we're going to uh, finish that out here this evening. I'm going to ask if you would just stand again with me. Um, I know you just sat down. But let's stand and read this responsive reading. It's in your bulletin. It'll be on the screen also. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. O oh, come, let us adore him. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. O oh, come, let us adore him. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. 
He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Oh, come, let us adore him. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Oh, come, let us adore him. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing from one another. Come, let us adore him. You may be seated. We're going to continue worshiping um, by giving a, our offering tonight. Um, everything that is received tonight is going to go towards our Clearfold uh, Family Fund Day um, in June. Uh, so just bear in mind, we just thank you for your sacrificial giving this afternoon. If our ushers would come forward. Father God, we just praise you for who you are. We thank you for sending Jesus. And we thank you that through Jesus, we can have life and live it to the fullness. God, we know that you are creator of all things and you own everything. And God, we just thank you for how you've blessed our lives. You've given us so much. And Lord, we ask that you would receive this offering with, um, with joy. We give with our joyful hearts, Lord, this offering um, just as a sign that we trust you and know that you will continue to provide for our lives. We do love you, Lord, in your name. Amen.
are going to go before the Lord and pray. If you can just bow your heads with me. Lord God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for your son Jesus. I thank you that you would love us so much that you would send him here to save us. Lord God, we do adore you. We worship you and we love you so much. I thank you for all the things that you have done for us and that we have breath in our lungs today because of you. Lord, I just put before you all those that can't be with us today. I put before all the servicemen and women that are serving this country to protect us. I thank you for their lives. I thank you for all that they do and their sacrifice, and I just ask that you bless them today while they were away from their families. Help them to remember you, Lord God, this Christmas season. I ask that you be with those that are hurting, that are missing their loved ones. Lord God, comfort them. Be who you are. Be God to them. Remind them, too, Lord God, that this season is about your son and about what he did for us. And we adore you. We love you. We thank you. We are here tonight to just worship you, Lord God, and to remember you. What a wonderful Christmas season this is. I thank you for each person in this building tonight. I ask that you bless them. I ask that you be with them as they leave this place today. And Lord God, I just ask that you just put the Holy Spirit in us, that we can remember you always. We love you so much. And I just ask these things in your son's holy and precious name. Amen. We are going to invite our kids to come up now. And we are having Miss, Miss Jess right there. She is going to read a Christmas story to the kids. So any little kids that want to come up, they're more than welcome to come right up here. Hi, Faith. And join us here on the stage. Come right here. Right here. Right here. And for you adults in the audience, the pictures will also be on the screen. So you won't miss out. Here. Find a spot. Find a spot. There's lots over here if you need to come over here. And parents, if you have little ones, feel free to join them. That's fine. That's okay. Have a seat. Have a seat. I promise that if you're sitting way back there, if you can't see my pictures very well, the pictures will be up there too, okay? So I promise everybody can see the pictures. Well, hi. I would like to share a story with you guys today. Can I do that? Yeah? Does your school have this book? I love this book. I used to read it when I was a teacher. That's why I have it. Well, the story that I would like to share with you today is kind of, the, the title's kind of different for a Christmas book. It's called Itsy Bitsy Christmas. Hmm. How many, how many know lots of things about Christmas? Raise your hand if you know lots. Sure. Uh, put your hands up. How many think you know what Christmas is all about? Hmm. Keep your... That's, that's, that is definitely one of the things we talk about. Does anybody know the real meaning of Christmas? I know we've got some people in here that can answer it for me. Miss Allie, will you tell me? It's about Jesus' birth. That's right. Now, this story is going to talk about Jesus being born, but it's from a perspective that's a little bit different. Can animals talk? No. no. But guess what? This author thought about what it would be like if he was an animal and if they discussed what it was like for Jesus to come. So I would like you to get comfortable and listen to me read the story Itsy Bitsy Christmas written by, you're going to see it up there and I'm going to show you, written by Max Licato, illustrated by Bruno Mertz. Here we go. 
Itsy, watch out! Itsy grabbed his little sister's tail and pulled her back just in time. The big wagon rolled past and splashed them with mud. Be careful, Bitsy! You don't want to get run over. Bitsy jumped back and gulped. Her big eyes grew even wider. I've never seen Bethlehem so busy, she exclaimed. People everywhere, wagons rolling, cows mooing, donkeys pulling, and camels. Do you know that camels spit? Bitsy stepped away from the camel nearest her. What is going on, Itsy? Follow me and I'll show you, the older mouse replied. Itsy took his sister's hand and they scampered to the top of the city wall. It is time to count all the people. Everyone has to go to their hometown and sign the big book. Bitsy looked around. This is a big day for Bethlehem. Big day indeed, said a deep voice behind them. Itsy and Bitsy turned. A donkey was talking to them. The mice were on the wall so they could see him face to face. Whoa, you're big, said Itsy. I've never seen inside the nose of a donkey, he added, peering inside the nostril. Ew-wee, Bitsy offered. <laughs> Who are you, she asked the donkey. I'm Daniel from a faraway town. Are you here to be counted? No, he said very slowly. I am here because of the king. What? Haven't you heard? The king is coming to Bethlehem. But Bethlehem is an itsy-bitsy town, Bitsy explained. Why would a king come here? This king is special. He comes for everyone, big and small. Like us? Itsy asked. Like you. Bitsy turned, her whiskers bouncing. Itsy, we need to tell our friends. Yes, yes, Itsy agreed. They will want to see the king too. The mice dashed between feet, hooves, and rolling wagon wheels and ran toward the stable. They scurried under the gate, up the stable post, and onto their favorite rafter. From their spot high above the floor, they could see all their friends. Ruthie the mama horse was the biggest. Rowdy the rooster was perched on the rail. Six sheep were crowded in the corner. Charlie the cow grazed on some hay. Grumpy the goat sulked in another corner. He never smiled. He was always mad at someone. Itsy cupped his hands over his mouth and squeaked, Okay, everyone, gather in. We need to talk. No one moved. Bitsy tried, We have big news. No response. Why do you think? Do you think they can hear mice voices very well? No, probably not. Bitsy turned to Rowdy the rooster. Can you help us? Sure, replied Rowdy. I love any excuse to make some noise. He leaned his head back and... The animals lifted their heads. Hey, groaned Grumpy the goat. Knock it off, I'm trying to nap. Itsy and I have big news. You're moving? Grumpy muttered. Grumpy, be nice, said Ruthie the mama horse. Itsy and Bitsy, tell us your big news. A king is coming to Bethlehem, to us. No one spoke for a long time. Then Rowdy crowed. A king to Bethlehem? That'll never happen. The others snorted, bad, neighed, and mooed in agreement. Kings come to important places, offered the sheep. And to important people, agreed Grumpy. Not to places like Bethlehem or to mice like you. Itsy and Bitsy, Ruthie the mama horse spoke up. I'm 
afraid this place is too common for a king. No king would care about us. Itsy looked at Bitsy. Well, Bitsy and I are going to find the king. Good luck with that, chuckled Grumpy. To see the king, to see the king, Bitsy zipped down the post and out into the street. But then she stopped. Itsy, where will we find him? Itsy paused for a moment, placing his finger on his chin. Well, let's go where the important people go, to the city gate. Off they went. The leaders of the town sat at the city gate making decisions. Bitsy spotted a wise owl sitting on top of the gate. Mr. Owl, she shouted, we hear that a king is coming to Bethlehem. Have you seen him? A king in tiny little Bethlehem? You won't find a king here. So the king hadn't come to the wise ones at the city gate. Hmm. I know, Itsy offered. Let's go where the camels live. Kings ride on camels, right? So the two mice scampered over to the camel corral. Mr. Camel, shouted Itsy, we are looking for a king. Have you seen him? Silly mouse, I've carried some very rich and important men in my day, but I assure you, they didn't come here. Kings don't come to common places like Bethlehem. But we talked to a donkey and <laughs> never trust a donkey, snickered the camel. Hitsy sighed. <laughs> Where else can we look? Well, let's look everywhere, exclaimed Bitsy. The mice ran to the main street where the busy people rushed around. Lots of busy people, but no king. They ran to the hotel where the sleepy people spent time resting. Lots of sleepy people, but no king. They ran to the city market where the business people worked all day. Lots of working people, but no king. Finally, Itsy and Bitsy began to get tired. It was getting dark. Let's go home, Bitsy. Itsy sighed. Everyone is right. No king is coming for us. We are important enough. Bitsy started to object, but didn't. A tear formed on her cheek, and they headed toward home. I always wanted to see a king. Now I guess I never will. But when the mice neared the stable, they saw Daniel the donkey, the same one who had told them about the king. Itsy and Bitsy ran up onto the stable fence. We have looked all over town for the king. We couldn't find him. Well, said the donkey in his low, slow voice, you just did. Daniel motioned with his head to the center of the stable where all the animals stood in a circle. The two mice scampered up a fence post and looked. A little baby was asleep in the manger. Who is he? asked Itsy. He is the king, replied Ruthie. Just like you said, a king came to Bethlehem. Who is that king? Who is it? Jesus. His name is Jesus, exclaimed Daniel the donkey. God sent him to love us, to help us and save us. He came for me, even though I laughed at you, asked Rowdy the rooster. And for us, even though we doubted you, asked the sheep. And me, I can get a little cranky, admitted Grumpy. Daniel smiled and nodded his big head. God sent Jesus for us all. Who would have thought, observed Itsy, a king for everyone. A tiny tear of joy rolled all the way down Bitsy's nose. He came.
name, Bitsy said with a smile, even for a little one like me. The end. <laughs> and Jesus really did come. God sent Jesus as a baby, and then when he grew up, he, he told, well, we learned all about him, didn't we? And when he grew up, what happened at the end? He died on the cross for our sins so that someday we could live in heaven with him. Yes, we're so thankful for Jesus. Thank you for your wonderful listening. Great job. You may go find your chairs. Thank you, Miss Jess. Thank you, kids. Thank you, everyone. Welcome. Welcome back. How many of you guys uh, wish you were in my shoes and had that reading voice to read to you every night before bed? It's wonderful. It's wonderful. She only reads cookbooks, though, to me. So it's strange. Well, it's almost Christmas. Here at Hyde Wesleyan Church, over the past several weeks, we've been asking a question. I've been asking a question through a series of messages, and I can't help but notice, uh, even this afternoon and this evening, as we've gathered together, how many times the phrase, ready for Christmas, has been used in casual conversation. Uh, we ask the question, and when we ask the question, are you ready for Christmas, we, we sometimes present it as a, uh, an internal countdown clock. And as of right now, there's only a few short hours to finish being prepared, to finish the readiness for Christmas. Tonight, uh, we're going to continue on in this uh, uh, series of ideas we've been focused on on Sunday mornings over the past several weeks as a church. We've uh, asked the question, are we ready for Christmas in a spiritual sense? And we've looked at some of the characters in the biblical narrative around the Christmas story. Uh, we started looking at the, the story of Zechariah and his wife, Sarah, and their uh, preparations. They were ready for the miraculous. We looked a couple weeks ago at the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus and her preparations, her readiness to say yes to Jesus. Just two days ago, we looked at Joseph and we agreed together uh, that Joseph was ready to meet Jesus. Tonight, I want us to look real quickly, real short. We've already read the scripture. You heard it during worship time, but we're going to read it one more time. The story of uh, the characters in scripture around the Christmas story that maybe we have the most in common with. The commoners of the story are the shepherds. Look with me. I'm going to put it up on the screen for you. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. God's word says this tonight. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah of the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find the baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. 
Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on peace earth on, on, uh, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Verse 16, they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds' story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Allow me to pray. Would you bow your heads? Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your living and active word. We thank you for this biblical narrative, the true story of Christmas. And we thank you tonight for these shepherds, these much like us. And we ask you, God, to use this message, use this word from Scripture to do an impacting uh, heart change in each of us. Remind us, remind us, Lord, to be ready for the good news. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Good news is something we talk about a lot here at Hyde Wesleyan Church and any church that you're a part of. We uh, talk about the gospel presentation, the gospel, the good news literally is what gospel means. And literally tonight, I want you to hear that you need to be ready for the good news, just like these shepherds. Here's some good news for you tonight. God's message is for normal, ordinary people living ordinary, normal lives. That's good news. This shepherd's story reminds us, maybe like nothing else, how God's message of hope for humanity is for people like you and me. The story just reminded us of this truth. It's so wonderful in a children's eye, but it makes such an impacting uh, uh, movement in our own lives as we remember that God's story, God's love, is for people like us. It's not for elitists. It's not simply for celebrities. It's not for people who have a, uh, achieved a certain level of spiritual understanding. The truth is, the gospel is not for a select few group of people. God's message of hope and salvation is for real people, like the shepherds. Perhaps no more uh, normal a job in the context of the time of Jesus was the life of a shepherd. The angel said to these common individuals, I bring you good news that will bring great joy for all people. The message of God, the hope for humanity is for you and me. Allow that to be your good news tonight. Secondly, God's message is good news. Just like the angel said, I bring you good news of great joy. We've said it uh, numerous times here at Hyde Wesleyan that uh, without bad news, we can't have good news, right? Good news isn't good news without some bad news. We know what the bad news is as we look around us. I think one of the reasons that the, uh, the shepherd's first response at the sight of the angels is to be terrified is because they were in the presence of God. As these angelic messengers were revealed to them, as they glimpsed the unseen, they knew just how unholy and unfit for God's presence they were. 
In church, we sometimes refer to something as uh, the fear of the Lord. And we understand to have a fear, a healthy fear of God means for us to revere him and hold him higher. We fear God because he is holy and perfect and just and we are not. We fear and revere God because he is perfect. He is the creator. He made everything we have. So the bad news is that as sinful humanity continues to stand in opposition to a perfect, holy creator, we are destined for eternity away from him. The scripture says the wages of our sin, the wages of the the way we are normally going to live our lives is to spend eternity away from God. The wage, what we earn from that is a being apart from God. But there's good news. Joy. The fear that the shepherds were experiencing turns to joy as they respond to this good news of a Savior being born to them. This fear turns to joy. Uh, This relief, this liberation, this salvation message that they were given as the commoners. The truth is, as the angel said, good news brings great joy. We have been given a way out. We have been given forgiveness. We have been given an opportunity to spend eternity with our Creator, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. Let me continue and remind you about this good news that you must be ready for. God's message, this good news demands a decision. I love in the story as it plays out that the shepherds don't stay put very long after receiving this message of good news. Scripture says they respond immediately and they go out to see the baby. They go out to confirm what they've been told to be true. They go out and their response even after they confirm is to continue on and spread that good news. We sing songs around this season about going and telling it on the mountain like the shepherds did. Because this good news demands a decision. The reminder for you and me this evening is the same. The gift of salvation is not meant for us to simply uh, open as a Christmas present and look at it from all sorts of angles and maybe even pick it up and put it on a shelf somewhere for safekeeping. The gift of salvation, the gift of the hope of Jesus, the true meaning of Christmas... To be ready for this gift, to be ready for this good news requires that we take that gift and we decide to receive it into our lives. The decision to surrender and follow Jesus does require a new way of living for you and me. God's standard looks starkly different than the standards of this world. To repent and to believe as Jesus himself commands in Scripture requires you and me to turn away from the ways of the world, to turn away from the normal way we would choose to live on our own, to turn away from sin and rebellion against God and walk rather in faithful relationship with him. What a gift we've been given. Everything changes because of the good news. That's the final reminder tonight about being ready for good news. God's message literally changes everything. While we don't have a lot of context about the rest of the story from the shepherds. We don't know uh, exactly what they did with the rest of their lives. We don't have accounts of uh, their lives and how many people they impacted with the hope of Jesus that they received on that night. 
But we do see that they return to their village. They continue to share and tell others about this gift of the Savior, to offer praises to God for this gift that they are experiencing. They would never be the same after that night. They've experienced this angelic message from first one angel and then a host of others. They confirmed this message as they arrived to visit the baby Jesus. Their hearts are forever changed because of an experience they had with Jesus Christ. They had a new message to tell others about the hope they had through this Messiah. They had a new song in their hearts. Everything for them is different. The Savior of the world had arrived. So I ask, what about you? What about us on Christmas Eve 2019? How many times possibly have we been tempted even in these moments tonight to check our phones to see if that delivery happened while we were here? How often uh, throughout these past couple of weeks have we been distracted from uh, what we know to be the true meaning of Christmas because we get caught up in all the stuff. Sometimes we go through this season business as usual. It's just another month. It's just another couple of weeks. We, we know our rituals. We know our traditions. We knew we were going to be here at Hyde Wesleyan tonight. And sometimes we get caught up in just going through the motions. Just doing what we've done because of tradition. Can I challenge you to pause? We've only got a few minutes left here tonight. Can I encourage you, even in the very ending moments of the Christmas Eve service here tonight, to pause and to reflect, to bask, to know, to open your heart to the wonder, to the amazement, to the glory of the fact, again, that God is with you. God offers His presence to you. To me, to all of us, the gift is Jesus, the meaning of Christmas, his presence through the Holy Spirit, his arrival, his life, his death, the resurrection. Again, I say it, Jesus is truly the only hope for mankind. Jesus changes everything. I'm going to ask our worship team to come back up and I'll ask you to get your candles ready. And as you're preparing for our ending song and the lighting of our candles, can I remind you that what we do in this moment is more than just a tradition here. What we are doing by lighting candles and spreading that light is we are signifying the light of the world that is being offered to ordinary people like you and me. This light, the light, the hope of Jesus, the hope for humanity has been given freely. And tonight as you receive the light from someone else's candle to your candle, for just that moment, allow that moment to take root inside of your heart. And as we sing the song Silent Night in closing tonight, allow these moments to be holy. Allow these moments to take root in your heart tonight. May this be a moment in your life, your years on this earth, where you remember truly the gift of the presence of Jesus Christ, the hope, the gift 
of eternal life that he offers. Would you pray with me as we prepare to light the candles? Lord Jesus, I pray in this moment that you would do more in our lives than simply allow us to be cautious with a flame in our hand. I pray that in this moment, Lord, you would remind us by this visual of the light of the world that has been offered only through Jesus Christ. We admit there's a lot of darkness all around us. We know, Lord, the bad news around us. And we read in your scripture the truth of the bad news that humanity is destined for eternity away from a holy, perfect creator. Lord Jesus, we surrender again. Corporately, together here in this service, we surrender to your will and to your way, and we ask for your light to be ours. I pray in these moments as this light continues to go out in this place, Lord, I I pray that it would go out from this place, and that we would be changers of the world because of the hope we have in Jesus Christ. Thank you for the good news that changes everything. Thank you for the hope of Jesus that we can surrender to again here and now tonight. Lord, do a work in and through us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. As I pass this candle on to you, please continue to help us pass this light to all in the sanctuary, anyone who has a candle. And uh, thank you.
as you go to your homes and celebrate the meaning, the true meaning of Christmas. May you be filled with his hope, a hope that changes everything. God bless you. Thank you for being here tonight. Go in the peace of our Lord. Amen. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks, Joey. You too, Joey.